Here I go again Same old bar, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go again And welcome back to the best little city in America. We're here in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls at the Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookshop and cafe for the Patrick Lally Show podcast, where we record every Tuesday evening, most Tuesdays, because uh, more on this later, we're not going to be here probably next week in this exact time and this exact place. More details on that in a second. But we've got a great crowd here, as usual, down at the Full Circle Book Co-op. Uh, they're enjoying some uh, tasty uh, foods from the menu here. Because, you know, the full, our friends at the Full, full Circle Book Co-op not only sell books and host fabulous events like this one. They have, uh, uh, they have a nice little menu. Got some tapas on there. Uh, you got uh, some uh, flatbreads, uh, sandwiches, uh, super nachos. Tonight I had super nachos, and uh, they were super. Uh, and I, I'm frankly, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm a little verklempt right now. But they were tasty. It's more than I'm usually. I'm. That's more super nacho than I'm used to. To be frank, you know, it's a lot of super nacho, and uh, also some uh, beverages. You got your wine, your beer, and we're very happy that the Full Circle Book Co-op lets us hang out here uh, every Tuesday night around five ish, or tonight around five thirty ish, around five forty five ish, and uh, host the Patrick Lally Show. And our this is now our third podcast. And uh, I got a great show today, I think. Um, the long-awaited, uh, much-anticipated appearance of Scott Erisman, blogger extraordinaire from South Dakota. We're going to talk about city politics. Uh, Scott is actually at the informational right now, and we'll get the latest on uh, the whole transit situation that's being discussed and uh, other issues before the council. Also, City Councilor Janet Brecky will be with us, which will be always informative, and uh, we'll you know, we're fortunate with uh, Councillor Brecky uh, that there's a hard stop at 7. No, no, she's got to leave. No, I'm kidding. I kid my friend, Janet Brecky. She'll be in and uh, after Scott. So we are anticipating their arrival here shortly. But a few things on the podcast. Uh, I mentioned this. Next week, eee, I, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet because I can't be here on Tuesday. There's two Tuesdays coming up that I won't be able to be here. And next week is one of them. And then August 6th, uh, it's my birthday. But there's uh, both those Tuesdays are bike races for uh, Sioux Falls Bike Racing Series that I'm involved with. Next week, we're out at the Yankton Trail for the Crit, Criterium Racing, Road Biking. Come on out, see us there about 6. And then uh, August 6th, the mountain bike race out at Tut Hill. So good stuff there. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I might do like an abbreviated, an abbreviated podcast, uh, like, <clears throat> you know, from my basement, that sort of thing. Um, just, you know, random thoughts. Or maybe I'll come here on Monday and just hang out at the book co-op, you know, and just record a podcast with whoever's here. Random guests. Like guest of the moment. We could do that. Guy on the street. Guy on the street. No, we've got a good crowd here tonight. My sound, uh, my sound engineer, David Allen, is here. Uh, let's see. Who else is out there? Uh, uh, Thea Miller-Ryan with the return engagement. Uh, Jenna Mack with the return engagement. We got uh, Zarin's out there. My my producer, my producer. They're 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 a strangely silent crowd this evening. I don't know what's wrong there. Now, all right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. The family's here. The Viver is here. Jack is here. Hi Viver. Hi Jack. JP's here. Very excited to be here. I can tell. Uh, and uh, of course, my producer is nowhere to be seen, as usual. As usual, when the, when the podcast starts, the producer is uh, off doing things he should have done three days ago. <laughs> yeah, everybody here knows what that is. Now, we're here uh, because on Tuesday nights, it's city council. And uh, tonight is a big night uh, in front of the council. In fact, we're going to talk about this when, I think, with both Scott Erisman and Janet Brecky, because at the informational that's going on, uh, just finishing up right now, they are talking about the big plans, the big reveal for transit in our fine community and sort of next steps. Uh, I'm very skeptical of this idea of like on-demand transit, like lift for poor people. I don't think, you know, first of all, Ooh, yeah, we don't like this. Public transportation, not necessarily poor people. Are that no, that's what I'm saying. I'm all about it. 
No, public transportation needs to be accessible and available to all at all times. And I, I like what they're trying to do. I like what they're trying to come up with something new. But at some measure, you can't just abandon the idea of there's going to be a bus here this time and going there every day. Right? I mean, that's, that's public transit. Having a, a, an app is not public transit. Not to me. Right, right. What happens if I still if I want to use my bike, right? What if I want to incorporate the bike into my transit plans, multimodal, as we like to say, and that some some bus shows up and it's Fred in a van and you know no rack. I don't like that. I don't like that. So we're going to talk about that. I'm you know I'm huge right now. I'm I'm very much involved in. Uh, we're going to talk about this with Scott too. Like um, there's this organization called Strong Towns that. Uh, has had an influence here in the community that's uh, Chuck Marone, who's based out of uh, Brainerd of all places, uh, had a lot of influence on urban planning, and we'll talk about that. But um, the, the idea that, that development does not pay for itself, okay, that just building bigger, wider, and, and more expensive roads is not the solution because they don't pay for themselves. And so here we are. We're going to spend 83% of our capital budget over the next five years. We're dropping all kinds of quality of life issues so that we can fix roads. And then, you know, what does that mean? I was in a conversation yesterday with a, a highly placed uh, public official, and this highly placed public official was talking about the fact that uh, when he looks at the budget, the proposed capital improvement budget, it's not to fix the roads in your neighborhood. They're spending, they're, they're talking about expansions. Uh, North Marion Road out to the, high, the new high school. Things of this nature where they're just making bigger wider roads. They're not fixing anything. They're not really catching up. We've been catching up since Lawila Hunky, okay? We are not going to catch up because you can't afford it because nobody wants to pay for it. It's ridiculous. So we'll talk about that with Scott. I, I feel a, a real heavy jag coming on on urban planning. This is, this is going to be a full-on urban planning show. So if you're, if you're not ready for that, people, I, you know, please don't leave is what I'm saying. Uh, so that's fun. That's kind of being on the show. Scott Arisman, uh, music by, uh, by Rich Show as usual. You heard Here We Go Again, Here I Go Again, off of, uh, I believe that's off Weasel Roney. I think that's off Weasel, no, that's off the original. That's off the first flag with Hank album. My sound engineer Dave is telling me that's off the first flag with Hank album. That's, that's what I'm using for the lead-in music now. So that's, that's good stuff. And then, uh, so we'll be listening to Rich Show all night as usual. And then, oh, I have an announcement. We have a sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored in its third episode. I know. You're very excited. I can tell. Um, and our sponsor is Northview Bait and Tackle. I know everybody's surprised by that. 1400 North Kiwanis Avenue, North Bait, Northview Bait and Tackle, where you can get bait, tackle, propane, propane accessories, storage, U-Haul, and the finest high-end pet foods, including Nutrisource, Natural Balance, Origin, and Signature. All your high-end pet food needs at Northview Bait and Tackle, and we do appreciate that. We're going to come right back, and we will be talking with Scott Erisman, blogger from SouthDakota.com. That's sure to be a vigorous discussion. Stay with us and enjoy this interlude from Mr. Rich Show. I've been so goddamn frivolous, this here song here, Mind the Spot. And I laugh in their faces, you know, goddamn well, I've been laughing a lot. And I have no respect for the governor and no respect for the president. And I throw up my arms to the sky for the money that I spend. Everybody has them all the time It doesn't mean they know anything about it at all Come and lay down beside me now I'm feeling pretty good There's a new sense of adjustment And the plan is understood And we're back with the Patrick Lally Show Here at the Full Circle Book Co-op uh, Your Full Circle Book Co-op At 123 West or Yeah, West 10th Street Your conservative, communist, left-leaning Libertarian bookshop and cafe uh, where every Tuesday we hold this podcast, and I'm joined now by uh, Scott Erisman, he of South Dakota. Just to, what? What? I have a special guest. What do you need? <laughs> I like how you always want to talk, and then you get very shy. The Viver uh, has joined us here at the uh, Full Circle Book Co-op. But 
Just, just, just Javinho. Now just go back to your seat. There you go. No, you don't. You don't. All right. Uh, and we. <laughs> hi, Jack. How's it going? Uh, you can say hi. There you go. Back to your seat with you. Uh, Jack and Viv here for the uh, third episode of the uh, Patrick Lally Show. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, <laughs> as mentioned in the uh, opening, we've got Scott Arisman uh, with us today. Scott, uh, thanks a lot for coming down. Yeah. So uh, you, of course, uh, were a frequent guest on my old show, the, the short-lived and semi-beloved Patrick Lally Show on radio. Yeah. Um, and you are, uh, would you call yourself at this point, Famous or infamous? I would use the word infamous, I think. I, I think I would probably <laughs> use the word infamous, too. As Well, I mean, you're probably the longest-serving blogger. It's going, yeah, it's going on. Uh, I'm trying to do the math here. Certainly in the city. 13 years. 13 years. Well, yeah. Who was going before you in the world of blogging? Other than Genimac, who's now... I think full, Pat full Powers had me beat by, like, a year. Okay. And he's still and I think Corey did... Corey was like a year after me or maybe a year before me, yeah. Corey, uh, Yeah, but Pat had a break, and I don't yeah. think he really blogs anymore. It's just he just posts, like, press, press releases. Press releases from the, yeah. uh, from the yeah. Republican Party. And poetry from Dusty Johnson. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. I haven't. I actually have not been uh, reading um, the state <laughs> blogs much. I've gone full local. He, uh, Dusty, decided, I, I didn't want to put this on my blog because I like Dusty, but a, a lot of us had a good chuckle out of it. They have their weekly columns and, you know, Mr. Powers posts all the weekly columns yeah. of all our Republic Scum uh, representatives. Oh my God, it's gone and full, uh, full du- Dusty right wrote a poem about his wife well, and their 20 year wedding anniversary. Oh, come on, man. But the poem Don't... was called Old Love. And the poem, I, I told Old someone, I said, I think that he, I don't think it's his poem. I think he b- borrowed it from somewhere. He plagiarized the Or poem. he. He modified the yeah. existing piece of work. He sat. Yeah. He satirized an existing yeah. work. Homage. Yeah. Yeah. Homage. Thank you from the peanut gallery. Yes. Well, that's that's interesting. So you have to you, go read it. Yeah, how you been? It's a real tearjerker. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm changing. I'm doing. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing well. I was just over at the informational meeting. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go for you? The core team. It's been meeting for months. This is the city to come up with their idea how they're going to fix transit. Right. So today gonna, was the reveal, mm-hmm. right? And everybody knows, as several of the counselors brought up before I even went up for public input, yep. several of the counselors brought up paratransit's the problem. Right. Why aren't we fixing paratransit? All right, let's get into it. <laughs> you so know, the, the and thing, I said the same thing. The thing about it is that the problem we have with transit every single time, and I've had these conversations over and over and over, is that you can't have a conversation about the public transportation system because it immediately becomes about paratransit. Well, what is it? Uh, it's tw- a paratransit ride costs 20, $24 um, to every dollar a normal. Yeah. If I got on the bus, it'd be a do- let's say it would be a dollar for a paratransit person, it's like 20 I probably have the numbers wrong, but it's there's a huge difference right. between the two. And that is why you need to discuss it. Yes. And I understand that. But mm-hmm. they, should, they, should be, they shouldn't be in the same bucket. They're mm-hmm. not the same thing. Yeah. So, yes, you have to have paratransit. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should pay for paratransit. Mm-hmm. In fact, we should just plop the money down and quit talking about it. I kind of told them that, you know, that's, it's an economic benefit because when you have people, whether they're disabled or not, when you have people having an opportunity to go to work, you're yep. not putting them on the government dole, right. and then you it is an economic impact. You don't see it on the front end when you're paying for their transportation. You see it on the back end where you're not paying for it's, their rent or their food. It's just what a government, local government That's should right. do. Oh, yeah, they kept talking about uh, it needs to be sustainable. Public oh, transportation will never be sustainable. That's no, impossible. And then they were union bashing. They were trying to purchase, a couple of the counselors were trying to pretend that it's the union wages with the transit system that's, that's putting that's, it under. That's a red herring of the highest. Oh, I told them that. I said, the biggest problem we have in Sioux Falls is horrible wages. And I wish everybody here was, was union. Like the bus drivers <laughs> are making it in. No, they're there. not. They're not making that well. They're making a massive 40 grand a year. Yeah. 
yeah. bus drivers are taking down the city of Sioux Falls. But it, and they're, the fact of the matter is they don't even work for the city, right? They work no, for, and that's the other thing. They were talking, to, Neitzert was talking about how they got to stock some parts or something. And it's like, that's not our problem. We contract with them. Right. They have to deal with that. We don't have to deal with that. That's got nothing to do with it. So their so their their plan, Sam. No, but I mean the name oh. of the company that is the private. Shh. Yeah, I don't it know. Doesn't matter. But the, the yeah the Sioux area metro. Yeah. So this is the problem. Then it becomes all about well, how do you sustain it? You're not going to sustain it. No, you got to you got to give that up. And but I said the agencies, the hospitals, and the employers in town. Who are using it now right. and us paying for it need to pony up. That's because another you know what the one. Number thing. one need in this community is what's that? Transportation. Right. But we spend we we built a, a twenty six million dollar parking ramp that no one's going to park in. Well, I think so. that makes a lot of sense. That's but some good spend. And I brought up the event center. Oh, I said we pay a ten million dollar mortgage a year on the place, and most of us don't get anything out of it. It's true. You know, quality of life, man. But transportation <laughs> yeah. gets second. I mean, this is this drives me nuts. All yeah. right, I have been complaining. How long have I been bitching about this? Oh yeah, long time. Yeah. So the two things get tied together, right? And in a lot of other states, mm-hmm. a lot of other states uh, are using uh, uh, Medicare money or other transportation. I looked loans. into this. Yes. We can't. Number one, because we'd have an expanded Medicare. We'd right. have to That's first do that. Do and number two, Medicare will pay for it, Pat. If you live in T. And you need a ride to Sioux, uh, Sanford in Sioux mm-hmm, Falls. Mm-hmm. Medicare will pay for that. But if you live in Sioux Falls and need a ride to Sanford, so they won't pay for it. Well, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, but other cities have used yeah. half a lot of different funds right. that the state of South Dakota right. just doesn't do. No. Right. They just won't do it. They don't want to take federal money because then, you know. So then what happens, what happens is this, there was a point where the city was spending more money to get money from the state than we were getting from the state. Right, right. Now that may have changed a little bit. But the state of South Dakota hangs us out to dry, mm-hmm. again, on transportation, because they would much rather build sidewalks in Mobridge mm-hmm. than pay for alternative transportation with, the, with mm-hmm. the actual money that we get. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. Yep. Unsustainable. Yep. So what, what did they say today? What's happening? I mean, and I told, him, I told him one of the best things that we could do to fix transit in Sioux Falls, and you'll love this because we've talked about it, yeah. is bike trail 24-7. Oh, geez. That's and I said idea. that would cost nothing, right. virtually. Oh, the police. No, you'd have to patrol it. <laughs> well, they did, They probably patrol it the way they patrol the town during the day. Right. It was very little. Yeah, very little. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that here's the great secret. They are patrolling anywhere at night. Mm-hmm. There are four police people working at night mm-hmm. around here, so mm-hmm. unless it's Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's an exaggeration, but mm-hmm. it's not that many. It's an impressively few number of police people mm-hmm. out on a given 2 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. situation. So the bike trail is not our issue. When was the last time anybody got hurt on the bike trail other than scraping a knee? Well, that's right, never. I've had a couple of wild turkeys chase me a couple times. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, they're, got, they're weird. I know. I got assaulted by a. Uh, <laughs> I got I got seriously frightened by a wild turkey in Tudhill Park on the yeah. same track. Yeah, I was afraid. Those are big birds. Man. The toms will get you. I know. So, uh, what's the plan, then, man? What's their great review? They don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know. No, they well, they're gonna do on demand thing, and now, then it's gonna what and is? it's gonna be shuttle. And so then explain to me, how is you, it going to work? You, you get an app on your phone, and then yeah. you can prepay. You'll have an account. And then, you know, just like if you have Lyft or Uber. Right. And then, as I understand it, and, they, and they, they admit it that they need to work out details, and I'm sure Janet will fill you in a little bit more on that. City Council, Janet. Yeah. yeah. And um, you, they'll pick you up at your house. But it's going to be a bus that picks you up. This is ridiculous. So well, no, they'll have it. This is going to be a pilot, and they're going to start it, uh, and they're only going to do Sundays to start with, because they don't want it. They don't want to interrupt with what's going on now. Okay, well that's fine. So, will you pay? Is it a, is it a dollar fifty? I don't know. I don't know. They don't know anything. They don't. I, I don't so think that came out. So the great was. Uh, it kind of was. <laughs> kind of was. They got some details that they don't even know the software they're going to use yet. For it, so it was on demand, and like they're God. and they're kind of basing it. it they said it's going to be unique to our town, that nobody else is really using this. But you know how it goes. But there's supposedly some towns in Canada that do it. 
Well, I think that's great. I mean, I think mm -hmm. innovation is awesome. That I've never heard of. And I think that they need to look at all these things. But, I, but yeah. the idea that we're going to, through innovation, make it self-sustaining is a... No. That's a farce. No. Okay? It's going to cost... The only way you're going to have that is if those were robot buses, you know. You know. Oh, self-driving yeah. buses. Yeah, yeah. You know what they call those? Trains. Trains. <laughs> It's funny you say that. When I was riding a bus in San Francisco, there's a great sign behind the driver. The driver is enclosed, you know. Of course. Yeah, and you know, and he's got a little glass. I don't know if it's bulletproof, but I'm sure it's shatterproof. And he's you can talk to him, and uh, so people do talk to the bus driver while he's going. And uh, there's a sign behind the bus driver that says. Uh, Safety before unnecessary conversation. Uh -huh. well, and I've always liked that sign. That's, well, that's true. <laughs> I got to drive this bus. Don't let me. Yeah. Well, that's weird. We got one yeah. city councilor in here yeah. out front of the full circle yeah. bookshop. Oh, they're going to eat. Book co op. Walk like I, that might have been a quorum, Janet. You might want to. <laughs> Two more. Two more. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of yeah. former guests in that group. Um, so. Yeah, this, this, so they don't know anything. It's the same problem. It's an, it is not a problem that you can just solve, right? If you just think about it hard enough, it's going to be okay. Because moving people around... I wouldn't want to try to fix it. You know, and I've told people that. I'm going, I don't have the answers, but I do know what the, I know what the problem is. It isn't that the first part of fixing a problem? Um, yeah, address, like defining you know, the problem. You go, you go, well, this is the problem. Yeah. This black bag's the problem. So what would you bag. do? You'd get right. rid of the black bag, you know? I mean, isn't that how you solve a problem? You've got to first identify the problem. And the problem is? You know, you go to a doctor and he says, well, my ear hurts. Does he look at your toes? No. Yeah, no. You know, What's he looks at problem? your ear. What's our problem with transit? What's our problem? Well, paratransit. It needs to be fixed first. So separate them. Yeah. Have two separate I've said that all along. And I've separated them totally, too. Yeah. They're, yeah. They get thrown at you. This mm -hmm. is the problem that we have over and over. You keep it up. Because it costs no, no, way, no, no. right? Because what, it costs way more to, to way more to operate. They're else. not efficient. They're they they have these windows of time. I mean, if you talk to paratransit riders, it takes all the money. It takes all so, the money, so you can't don't have any money left to fix the regular transit system and so make that better. You're, you're trying to have two separate discussions on the same bucket of money, and they're mm -hmm. two completely different yes, systems. They are. They are totally different. Idle, but they have different problems. And different funding sources yes. and different everything. And every time you start talking about how you But we use the same contractor. That's another problem. Yeah. And how are you going to make the bus system mm -hmm. better? It becomes, well, first, we have to deal with paratransit. Well, not, so that's why nothing ever gets better. And, and there is a solution out there. And the first step is to separate the two discussions. Yes. Because you have to have paratransit. Yes. We offer more paratransit than, we're, than we need to or we used to. Yes. You, it's first of all, it's never going to pay for itself. You have to understand mm -hmm. that. And so, do you switch to a to a grid, or do you keep this this weird spoke system we have? Those are fine discussions. I think there's a way to fix it. There are solutions. Not, you're never going to fix it. It's never going to be perfect, but you make it better. You know, mm -hmm. okay. And here we go. Don't get me started on that. And this is where we come back to. And, and that's where I've said about redeveloping our core. We should have done started this a decade ago. We're so far behind. Redeveloping our core, putting you know, reallocating TIFs to our core, uh, federal grants, community development loans, fixing up neighborhoods, may, having more density. That would help a transit problem. Right. Big time. It helped the transit problem. It also is, you know what else doesn't pay for itself? Roads. Roads yeah. do not pay for themselves. That's right. It's a, it is a fallacy that if you just keep developing neighborhoods, yeah. you will create enough wealth that it pays for the infrastructure. It's just not true. Yeah, the county had an opt-out. Except the county had an opt-out. The school district had a 10-year opt-out. We had a bond. We had a jail. Uh, the city council in September probably is going to vote on a property tax increase. They'll probably vote for it. They keep increasing our percentages of our property taxes, and like Pat just said, just growth doesn't pay for it. No. Growth doesn't pay for it. 83% of the CIP right now is planned to go for roads. 
they dropped everything else. Yeah. I only drive on three of them. I know. <laughs> and you drive in from T, right? So I'm in the wilderness. Yeah, I'm the wilderness. Yeah, out of the country. It's lovely. It's good for you. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that we keep building under a, 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 a antiquated planning system mm -hmm. that is based in post-World War II world, that is based on money for developers. It's all about money, and it's all about profit. It is not about smart development. Right. And all the research will tell you that. And yet, every politician in this community, certainly not every politician, we've got one maybe back there that's maybe thinking. But we have, people are changing their thinking, but it's really slow. And the people at the top are influenced by the money. It's about the money. It's not about sustainable living. And until we figure that out, we're not going to solve the bus problem. We're not going to solve the street problem. All this bitching about roads is, is so misplaced. And what it's going to take is some huge political muscle to change the way we think about these things. And it's going to cost political capital because we've got to give up our convenience. That's it. We're, we're going broke. We're going broke. We just don't realize it. Because we're paying the bill and paying the bill and paying the bill. What's what? All these farmers that weren't able to put any crops in. What do you think is going to happen this fall? Yeah, we're not getting sales tax and sales tax. When cop, when 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 the the farmers don't make any money, they don't come to town and buy stuff. They don't buy anything. Right, and it's going to also. You're, and then they quit driving. I mean, the gas taxes mm -hmm. are going to are continue. The, the 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 revenue from the gas tax at the state and federal level continues to go down. Why? First of all, gas is cheap, but the gas tax doesn't change on that. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Because they decide to become high-paid bus drivers. Yeah, they try to make the big money. We're going to need more. You know, instead of instead of not instead of creating more problems with our planning, why don't we just actually solve a problem or two? And the people are out there. We I have strong towns written down yep. on my list. You've been a strong towns guy for a long time. I tried to bring them in probably seven eight years ago. I remember that? And couldn't get. Enough money's put together. He was going to speak at Zambros. I had to play. Jeff was cool about so it. So Chuck Marone was here. Yeah, was going to be. Well, he has been here, yes. He has been yeah. since came for downtown Sioux yeah. Falls. Changed a lot of minds. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there are people. There's a local strong towns organization. People are thinking the right way, but it doesn't matter because the, the huge mass of people just don't. Because everybody, like you just said, everybody's profit-driven. And Chuck, if you read his stuff yeah. and follow Strong Towns, it's all common sense. It's just like he'll say, you should do this with a sidewalk. And you're like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, it's not like he's recreating the wheel or anything. And he's not like a wildlife liberal no. or anything. No, no, not a, at all. He uh, was a free market planner. Yeah. He was an urban yeah. planner. But it's and all he, about making money. Yes, it's not, he was and there. That's the problem. He made money for all these people. Yeah. And now he's like, you know what? That was wrong. Yeah. And you read the stuff and you're like, that guy's a genius. He is a genius. He's genius. He's pretty smart. And and why isn't this taking hold? He's really nice, too. And why isn't this <laughs> taking hold? Because of the money. Yeah. That's it. It's, it, 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 it's kind of like, you know, you just... To go until we go on to another topic, maybe we will go on to Levitt since I'm kind of bringing that up. Yeah, it's like giving do. a it's like giving a 25 million dollar to Sue Steele for a parking ramp. Just stupid, just completely <laughs> stupid. Just we're not giving 25 million dollars. They want 25 million dollars for a parking ramp. For what? what do you mean? Whoa, to put one down there. Yeah, for part of their development. Yeah, yeah, right. Not the whole yeah. thing. They want a tiff for it. Well, everybody wants a tip. Oh, Frankly, if, if I was building something, I'd ask for a tip. And too. it was great because they, the inside town hall that has, you know, the city councilors, they had four of them on this last time. Sure. And the host, they were talking about Levitt, and the host, not one of the city councilors, the host says, they don't need any more parking down there. There's plenty of parking. She was going on and on about it. There was, f was plenty Madeline. of parking spots. Madeline yeah, it was Madeline. Was the host of that. And they were all kind of looking at her like, uh. Never, <laughs> never say, say that. there's not a, there's too much parking. Yeah. Never ever yeah. say there's It was really parking. funny. But, there is a, yeah. you know, I've been to Levitt. It's fantastic. Yeah. You can it's park. wonderful. Just stop bringing your dogs, people. Stop bringing your dogs. Yeah, yeah. do not be on the bike trail yeah. after 10. And don't Other bring, stop bringing your dogs. Yeah. I've seen so many dogs down there de de dehydrating. Yes. I've seen them down there dehydrating, hyper uh, it's not that you heat have a exhaustion. Dogs. I love dogs. It's so you have a problem with people having yeah. dogs out in the heat. It's bad for their health. Yeah. Now, um, so Levitt. Let's talk about two things, Levitt yeah. and State Theater. Levitt is a huge success, right? I think so. Yeah. 
So you're very and, positive. And, they, very and then, yeah, and I think that the numbers that they've been having are very good. Um, yep. I don't want to go too long because no, Janet, Janet's right. got a meeting. But, no, 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 she's uh, got a word to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. You know, I've I've researched the other Levitt, so I knew what it was going to be. Yeah. I know what it was going to happen. Um, there have been some things that have happened out there, like the dogs. I don't. I but they have no control of that. That's a city ordinance right. thing that they have to do. I have an issue. Four of the, four out of the eight Levitts allow you to bring your own beer. They won't let us do that. And you want to hear the you want to hear the reasoning behind this, which is so ridiculous. Alcohol is banned. Okay, listen to this. Alcohol is not allowed in Falls Park. Well, number one, it's not Falls Park. But they call it Falls Park West. So they... Right. Okay. And and so alcohol is banned at the park. Okay, that's fine. There's lots of parks that you can't have alcohol in. But you can buy it there and drink (laughs) it. So is alcohol banned? No. No. So they could change it. They could allow alcohol. And, you know, personally, me... I disagree with you on this. I don't. I, they, so they, they have a vendor that sells the alcohol that they. I don't know if they get a cut. I don't know. They do. That's all fine. And but, they give a cut to Levitt, and the, but not a not a lot. It's to, very to, to minuscule. Fund, to fund free yeah. concerts. Yeah. yeah that doesn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the the good thing about that is it does often keep people from drinking too much in a public. Yeah, they do have a limit. There's, uh, you can't use the ticket the next day. If you buy a drink ticket, you have to use it that day. They have a limited. They only serve between, I think, six and nine. It's a way to control things a little bit. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You but otherwise, it's fun. It's great. Yeah. I've seen a lot of good bands. And uh, we went to the. Uh, good, uh, the sound out there is excellent. Um, they last take. Night, uh, they, I saw you. Post, I think you posted this. Some of you. They had it live on the board as well. Yeah. Uh, South Dakota Public TV was there filming, so then they can put on the digital board. So that was cool. We went to the all woman uh, mariachi band. And they that were, was they were fantastic. I got to meet them afterwards. I saw the photo. Yeah. Did they? Um, were they as excited as you were? <laughs> they're all from they're all from Brooklyn, by the way. Oh, okay. And That's the weird. the one of them is she called her she calls herself Afro. She said it on stage. What did she call herself? Afro Hispanic? Afro? I can't remember because she's Puerto Rican and black. Oh, she got it. and she was telling the story when she was on stage. Did you hear her say that? I, yeah. Yeah. I there. Anyway, when they were done, I went up to the trumpet player and mm-hmm. I said, "You know, I used to work in a jazz club. Mm-hmm. You hit the notes like perfect. I've mm-hmm. never. It's really rare that you hear a trumpet player that just nails it." Mm-hmm. And she just stood there. She's kind of shy. And the other three girls started laughing and said, we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, so let's talk about one more thing before I let yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. By the way, we're talking to Scott Harrison. Yeah. This isn't radio, but I still treat it like radio. Yeah. Like there might be somebody going, moving in and out in their car. Yeah. You know, like reintroducing the guest. It's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows who's on. Yeah. We're here with Scott Harrisman, mm-hmm. a blogger from SouthCola.com. Um, State Theater. Uh, you are upset that the city is basically hostage to the donation from TV, right? Like, because he gave money, we have mm-hmm. to give money. Yeah, I don't even, I, there's a part of me that doesn't even care that we're giving him the money. Rick Kiley made a good point, and I, I know it's hard to say that I'm agreeing with Rick Kiley, but Rick Kiley made a great point last week. Mm-hmm. He said, we'll get the money back eventually through taxes. And he's right. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's, he's, he's totally correct. It's going to take a long time. And it'll take a long time, but we will. Um, there's a lot of issues with it, with the whole thing. And I'm all for it. I'm not a problem. You know, Pat said, we got an extra, I don't know, $30 million right. or $20 million in general so fund. Just, Why not just take it out of there give them the money? Because the way the contract's set up now, uh, we have to buy the place for a dollar if it goes bankrupt. And it's like, I don't know if we really want to do that, no, for they one. Would, they would anyway. And, and and so it's setting kind it's of nowhere to park. It, yeah, it's That's nowhere funny. to park. Yeah. Oh my god. So there's a precedent there that we're taking it out of the entertainment tax, and who else is going to come up and ask for it? Yeah. But you're right. My biggest issue with it is why are you know T. Denny? He said it himself at the press conference. Oh, I drove by one day and I didn't like the fact that it wasn't open. He's not southern. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's old. I'm not talking like that. I I were I come by one day and I was wondering why that 
place was not open yeah. yet. That's well, what he kind of said. That was a fine story. And, and so then, so then he grabs the mayor and says, "You got to give him the money." Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, we have to we have to do it. Did you know? He does that with everything. He does. And the other issue I have is 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 Denny. Let's just say Denny Samford is not Bill Gates. Okay, he didn't earn his money. Um, through developing software. He earned his no. money through preying on people. Well, I mean, and I have a big some, issue with that, too. I understand too. you do. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But people are going to... You know, you go to Carnegie Town Hall later... And, you think you'll be there? And Andrew... No, Andrew Carnegie oh. was not the nicest guy. Ever. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. This is the legacy of American industrialists, yeah. right? Yeah. This is not going to change. So we should just bend over and accept it. Well, no, but... but <laughs> That's what you're saying. One one moment you're railing about how we oh, are no. too industrialized and we should be more sustainable, and now you're saying, "Oh, well, that's okay." If T. Denny tells us to do it, yeah, yeah. The two things are not mutually. And the other thing is, that if you can give three and a half million dollars, well, you can sure scrounge up the other one and a half. I that's how have, I look at. I did not have a problem, with it, but Pat's right. They could have just written the check. I mean, why take it out? Just yeah. write the check. Right. You know, or yeah, the city just write the check. Here you go. Check. It's good. Everybody, everybody's gonna be okay. If the place closes, well, we'll just we'll we'll file a small, small claims court. Scott Erson, <laughs> he is uh, the blogger at SouthDakota.com. You can go read that there. Oh, we didn't even talk about the big announcement. What's that? I'm gonna be writing. Yes, yes. Pat's gonna write a column for the, I'm write the a blog for South Dakota. Yeah. And then and then Scott will go in his own comments and like yellow. Is it gonna be? Is I think I have a name for the column. What is what? Um. All the things the Argus leader did wrong this week. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, maybe not so literal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's a long column. That's right. Yeah, That's daily. That's uh, daily. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Uh, anyway, we, I'm going to have a column yeah. on your site that will be related to the podcast because yeah. you've been kind enough to yeah. share the podcast. Right, right. And, and so um, I'm going to talk about the issues. Like, I think what I'll write about is this... The mm-hmm. idea of sustainability, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the big ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Man, let's not get down. Let's go big. Yeah. Let's go Janet Brecky on it. Yeah. Oh, and with that, we better uh, let her in. Our next, our next guest will be Janet Brecky, Brecky City Councilor. So stand by. With this, we'll have an interlude here from Rich Show, as always, <laughs> and then we'll be right back at the Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian book bookstore and cafe. We will be right back. Taking back things that they, they think you know Cause I don't have no more for him No, I don't have no more for him Taking back face down to the ground Cause I don't have no more for him No, I don't have no more back on the Patrick Lally Show here at the Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookshop and cafe at 123 West 10th Street, where we record the Patrick Lally podcast every week live, uh, Tuesday before the city council meeting, before our fine public input program, uh, where we watch the city council uh, make rather pointed remarks and, and play city council bingo. And it's a good time. Also, uh, I do need to introduce my, uh, my new sponsor. Before we get to our, our next guest, I have a new sponsor. Northview Bait and Tackle at 1400 North Kiwanis. Bait Tackle, propane, propane accessories, storage, U-Haul, and the finest high-end pet foods, including Nutrisource, Natural Balance, Orion, and Zignature. Zignature, ladies and gentlemen. And it's uh, run by our friend uh, Matt Staub, proprietor. Ah. So coincidence there? I don't think so. <laughs> I, was a, uh, I, was a t- I was actually an employee of, of the bait shop for a time. Uh, last winter, I think it was lovely. I learned a lot about uh, life, and um, you know, kind of from the other side. But uh, we are here because City Councilor Janet Brecky is with us, and uh, City Councilor, thank you very much for showing up today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So we've been, we've kind of had a tradition. Uh, this is only our third podcast, so the traditions are, you know, <laughs> limited. But we've had a, a City Councilor on every show. So first show was Nitzer. And then uh, Pat Starr, uh, now you, and I've already told Teresa that she's going to be last. <laughs> clean up. She's clean up. bad well, clean up. 
she's very upset with me. But that's okay. Um, uh, you were talking about, I'm gonna bring this up because I know I'll forget it. You, you guys, you know, uh, you're always involved down, you know, in the, in the controversy. But you're doing something, uh, bees and butterflies with Teresa, what, what is this? Again, I just said, let's do something fun. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of, of getting down in the controversy all the time. And there's, you can use your position to do something fun. And we, um, Teresa was exploring this bee issue, and we landed at, the, at a gar garden club meeting out at the Sertoma. And they had these, these um, people presenting, and I just learned a ton about bees and butterflies. And it's a sustainability issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, it's important to our environment. And as a city, in the bigger picture, we need to be thinking about sustainability as a topic, as a department, as in everything we do. And so this is a real small piece of that. But um, you know, by certain plantings, there's certain flowers and certain things that you can plant that bring the monarchs down, that bring the bees down. And so we need to encourage that. And so the first thing we did is we had a meeting with the Parks Department and said, what are we doing now and can we do more? Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, they were very receptive. They're already doing something, some things, but there's more they can do. Um, you know, to bring the butterflies down into those parks like Terrace and McKinnon by just planting even more of the kinds of flowers that draw them down. Milkweed. And milk, milkweed, yes, it's a monarch thing and um, it, it is protected amongst yeah. in the city. Um, but it's again, trying to nurture those places where it naturally grows and make sure that you, you don't, you know, don't catch it in the spray when you're spraying for the noxious weeds. But also on the bees, we talked to them about I think there's at least three or four different parks we came up with about the idea, and this is the idea that we're talking about. Two, two ideas, actually. One, just having an ordinance that encouraged people's, people to have honeybees in the city, mm -hmm. in neighborhoods, you know, where, where appropriate. And then- The um, kids will be swarmed by the bees! I know, that's the thing. Gotta say it, it's honeybees. Not mm -hmm. yellow jackets, not wasps, honeybees. I'm learning a ton, are yeah. very docile yeah. little guys, and they rarely sting, and your likelihood of being stung by something like that would be equally just at random and then be such a random and thing. then even if you were it's a honeybee you got stung by a bee right wow. it's not unless you're highly allergic you're you no know, wasps no wasps no yeah. people are allergic yes and so but you can't wipe out the entire bee population because of that right and, and there, it's not their normal nature it really isn't and I've, I've learned a lot about it but we've looked at like places like arrowhead park great bear um family park there's like five different parks that we identified that are, are really rustic parts where there could be areas where we could just go out for bids and let someone have their bees in a city park. Oh, that's a good idea. And that's something we're exploring. You know, now, see if uh, we could just encourage that, um, you know, a, bee, a beekeeper to come in and we get, allow them these places in some of these more remote areas of these, you know, parks to, that's to awesome. let them have bees. Then you can sing Vikings and beekeepers. <laughs> no, nobody knows this skit. Uh, Monty Python, Vikings and beekeepers. Vikings and beekeepers. <laughs> it would work. Put it at Augustana. Uh, it would be yeah. fun. Uh, we have Thea Miller Ryan in the audience, by the way, executive director of the uh, outdoor campus. Huge on the butterflies. The and monarchs. that is one of that's that's another one we identified as an area where um, maybe we could you know so work with the state. That would we're be later work with the state to um, yes. get you know if we could again identify these five to seven places to you know where they could we could contract with someone to have it and then that we talked about Sertoma using it as an education piece but we haven't talked to you yet but you're on the list then she's right here you don't even have to she's cool. not even on the list she's on my list yeah. it's perfect all right Saving she's in she's in cool we're going that's perfect uh, whoa look at there it's my producer show's almost over uh, that's great um, I want to talk to you uh, obviously we went on we went on a great length with Scott Erisman in the earlier segment about the transit issue, right? And I, we don't need to rehash all that. But I'm just interested in your opinion as a city councilor. Um, do we, first of all, do we need to separate the discussions? Not that paratransit isn't important. It's very, very important. But separate the two discussions, paratransit and fixed route. And just, those are two different issues. Yes, I think we do. See? And I think that... You know, whichever one you take first, you do take them one at a time. And, and this is the first time we were hit with all the information. I mean, we've known that they've been working really hard on it. I was very complimentary because, I mean, that during my campaign and Paul's campaign, that came up over and over and over. And everybody talks about it, and most people just throw up their hands. It is one of the most complicated problems because I dug right into it, and I'm, I think of myself as a problem solver. And boy, I threw up my hands. So I thought, 
you know, he is really expending some time, some mm -hmm. energy, some resources, taking advantage of this Bloomberg opportunity to really work on this. So I'm all about, you know, whichever one they take first. Right now, they've, you know, they've just taken the fixed route issue first. Let's just do something. You know, they're working on it. They've, they've got an idea. I want to be supportive. And I don't want to try to micromanage and get in there and act like I know more than what they've, the, the thing that they've done that's impressed me is they've really taken the writers along with them. I mean, they literally, every step of the way to even to coming up with the pilot option, they've, they've had the writers come in and they've been out on the, out on the buses and meeting the writers and bringing them in. And they're, and they're really admitting that they're focused right now on the current writership, not really expanding it. But if they do a good job for the current writership, then they can focus on, you know, you know that maybe will expand it, its mm -hmm. writership on, it, on its own, but if not, they will focus on that. And yeah, they're not focusing on parent transit right now. You know, they're kind of laser focused. And, but I do think it's, yeah, it's two completely separate things. Whichever one you do first, they both need fixing, you know, tackle one at a time. I find it kind of ironic that we're sitting here in the Full Circle Book Co-op on West End Street and a piece of the, the giant tower crane that they took down today yeah. is just going by on a trailer. There's something, <laughs> okay. something yeah. like final about that. Doesn't it feel kind of sad? Yeah, I kind of feel like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> so, but looking back, let's talk about the parking lot a little bit because I've let a couple people get out of here without really talking about this. Um, I can see it from here. Uh, it is a hulking structure and it is ugly. Is it going to stay ugly? I would say this. You know, it's either going to result, get resolved fairly quickly or it's going to be around for months and years. Meaning to haunt somebody us. will come in and finish the development. No, that we're, yeah, it's either the litigation issue, you know, oh. is either going to resolve itself in some sort of compromise and we'll move forward or it's going to be here to haunt us for the whole life of the rest of you know mine and paul's terms so uh do you believe that there'll be um when is somebody gonna uh atone for um everything that's associated with that ramp and perhaps all the issues surrounding that company um nobody has nobody's been nobody's been held accountable for anything yet right including the death from the collapse of the copper lounge yeah. which they aren't directly related they're very close together, but there are commonalities in, in people. And nobody seems, you know, who's going to be held accountable for the fact that we were left held in the bag on this parking ramp that, as Scott pointed out, I mean, it's, it's 500, you know, who's going to use it? What's it going to, it seems ridiculous. We've paid all this money now, right? We're in. So who is going to be held responsible? Well, it's a mess, and I, you yeah, know, that, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. But I would say this, you know, as I understand, there's a Department of Justice investigation mm -hmm. still ongoing. Yeah, what do you know? Right, and and they they extended a couple times. They extended their their investigation. It's right now, been a year and a half, maybe something like that. Okay, so I just happened to run into a guy who used to work at the Department of Justice. At as a cocktail you, party in Los Angeles. As one does. At National League of Cities, as one yeah. does. And I said, <laughs> being an old prosecutor, I said to him, I just got a question for you. I said, now being an old prosecutor, you yep. used to work at the Department of Justice. My gut told me that when the Department of Justice asks for extended time, it's not because they're trying to figure out if something's wrong. It's mm -hmm. because they're trying to lock down their witnesses and cut their deals. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I said, mm -hmm. you used to work there. And he had no idea about what issue it was, nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah. He said they never ask for extra time unless they got something. They're trying to pin everything down. Now, it's a cocktail party yeah, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. And he had no facts, and neither did I. And I don't know anything more about it in, into the depths of that. But, again, two old prosecutors would tell you that's, that's interesting, very well, interesting. I'm inclined to believe that there will be further paperwork filed, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. That's all we can say. That's right? all we can say. Now, do you know more because you're on the city council? I don't know anymore about that, that Department of Justice. Have you about anything recently? Uh, not, not about the Department of Justice. I've not, I've not known anything about that about this, through the, the city. The, the uh, culpability of uh, various parties who are involved in the planning, execution, and approval of uh, everything that went on with the Copper Lounge. We've had legal briefings mm -hmm. on the subject. Of course, I can't talk about those. But this is an ongoing discussion. It's an ongoing discussion. 
Is it an ongoing discussion about private parties or is it an ongoing discussion about the city, perhaps public culpability in this? It's an ongoing discussion at the legal briefings, which I can't discuss, but nice try. They're trying to line up their witnesses. Yeah, that's right. Did the Russians collude with Trump? Yeah, that's right. It's going to end up there. Um, Okay, that's cool. See, that's all you can do, right? Uh, Can we talk, can we go back to planning for a second? What Scott and I were talking about, strong towns. You were in the back of the room. You heard that discussion. You were shaking your head. Um, How do we do that? How do we change the way we build the city? Because it, it, this ain't going to work. I am so glad you asked me that because that, I happened to to be told I should go hear Chuck Moran speak. Mm -hmm. I just raced in. It was like a last minute. Just you need to go there. That was a life-altering experience. You know how you have that sometimes, Mm -hmm. just a moment of clarity, and. Everything he was, you know, he was saying, I'm going, you know, heck yeah, heck yeah. I just, it was just bingo for me. It was like, that's exactly what we got to do. And if we don't, we're going to be in trouble because the sprawl doesn't pay for itself. Just like everything he said was just so true. And I just knew it. And so ever since then, you know, I've been talking, you know, you know, to, you know, to Erica back to, you know, to, to Paul mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, we need to, you know, develop three rings of the core, the, the retail ring, that secondary support ring, and, and we need to get affordable housing in there so that that can support the new development in the railroad station. So the, and then that third ring, you know, and we need to spend all of our energy in this entire period that we're here in these next four years working the core. And I think that it is going to happen because there is talk about, again, creating TIFs and stuff to, you know, TIFs to actually do neighborhood improvement. And again, create that affordable housing in that area to service those downtown jobs that are going to happen, you know, those lower paying jobs and all that are going to happen as a result of it. Take, you know, pressure off of the transit station. Everything about it makes so much sense and is so good. And I think there is definitely some interest in receptivity from your planning department through Erica Beck, from our mayor so let's, as well. Let's, let's, let's but actually turning it into action. Um, there's huge inertia because this yeah. is the way we've always done it. Right? But not so much because we've got this, you know, this 8th and Railroad that we're going to have an explosive, explosive development there during this period of time. That's are good. We? Yes, we are. <laughs> That's going to be developed. Seems and so some question that, that has shifted the focus to the core just because yeah. of that. Well, there's a lot going on and it's really exciting. Yeah. And I've but talked about bringing Chuck Moran in to actually talk to the council. You should. And what I've talked, you know, and I've gotten interest from about a couple, two or three council members in doing that. Well, um, Greg Neitzer had the same epiphany you did. Yes. So you've got you, Neitzer. He's the guy that's interested in bringing him in. I said, what about bringing him in, you know, and having him speak to council, invite the mayor and the mayor's office there and the planning staff. Yes. And then just kind of drop the ball on that. But that's something we should somebody do. Somebody who's a realtor on the yeah. city council. Because this is, I'm not picking on. Um, <laughs> because the beauty of it is you can, names, the beauty of it Marshall. is because your infrastructure is already there, I mean, you know, it can be so much luc- more lucrative for the city, but the developers can still make money. So you've got the opportunity for that win-win because what you're, what you're saying is right, that urban sprawl, you, you, those are the people that are in and out of City Hall every day. Right. That's it just becomes a way of life. That's the resistance. So then it, that's it's where it needs the I mean, political strength, the political muster. I'm not uh, anti-developer, okay? Yeah, me neither. But, but that's, that's the profit motive. They're going to do what is the most profitable. And the only way to change that is to change the way we plan, right? Right. And that requires an, a huge change of mindset and political will that has to come from the top down through the planning department, right? Right. Because there are people in the planning department. These are people who go to college for, with advanced degrees, they don't go to college and they don't go into planning so that they can build one row of tract housing after another and design one more cul-de-sac and one more extension of the sewer and one more. That's not what they're about. They're utopians, utopists, just like, that's why they went to planning. I think you need, one of your guests should be Erica Beck. I know, really. Get her, get her over here, because I think she's, I think she's, I think that's the direction she's Good. moving. Well, I really that do. makes me happy. Because I, her and I have had multiple conversations. Right. Um, what's what's on the do- oh the uh, tonight's the state theater money, right? Yes. 
that's the big thing on the agenda tonight. So you're gonna you're for it again. I'm I'm absolutely for it, okay. and I I'm oh, wait, full disclosure. Comes, I have been. Wait, wait a minute. Wait on it. Hi, City Council. <laughs> full disclosure. I've been all in on that project since the beginning, and you know, saving old things costs money, mm -hmm. and and it, it always you don't get credit for it at the time you do it. You don't get credit for the pavilion. You don't get credit for the even saving the little old jail or the courthouse mm -hmm. museum. It's too much money, we should just tear it down. All of those discussions were had and all of those kinds of things. This is a beautiful palace, we need to save it. Um, I have wanted it to happen so bad for so long. When I was on the Chamber Appeals Committee, mm -hmm. that was when we approved the fund drive for it. I don't care which pot of money it comes out of, we can argue about pots of money all day long. Um, you know, I, there's a finance director and his team, I'm fine with what they've come up with. I don't care if we do pats. It's just, I, I'm just excited that, you know, Denny was willing to step up for it because it needed that push. Mm -hmm. And I get it that he wants the city to have some skin in the game. That's only mm -hmm. fair. And I, what we're spending it for, the life, health, safety things, that's not unheard of either. I mean, the Carpenter Building, the city owns a, own, had paid, I think, $700,000 for a facade easement mm -hmm. on that to save that, that front of it in order to stimulate that thing to you happen. Know, so we've done this. things like that I in the past. This. The facade, this was on Scott's blog, that the facade program is gone. Yes. I didn't, oh, I didn't know that either because we actually had put money into the State Theater for that facade. Yeah. There has been money put into that. When that they, when they fixed that. the roof, yeah. They kind of all, we also tried to kick in a little to get it jump started back then. Yeah. So it just it just needed that final push over the edge. I think we're going to be so um, it's going to be so fabulous once it's done. We're going to be so happy we did it. But you know, it's it, again at that time, at the time we're doing it, it, it it's expensive, um, and but you're saving you know not only you know you're saving a piece of the history and it's it's just going to be a beautiful a beautiful thing. So before I let you go. Because you got, uh, we just city council just walked by here, heading back to the meeting. Yeah. So you got to get going. But uh, the, uh, uh, are you okay? You've been on the council for now. This is your second year, right? Essentially, right. I'm going in year two. Yeah. yeah. May was my. Yeah. My so you're in your second year. Uh, yeah. It sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard being one voice of eight. Um, it's know, hard being one voice in eight. No, it's, you feel it, like you have some compatriots, it's, it's, it's some a, colleagues. I have some colleagues, but it's just it's so much more difficult to get things done. Um, you know, trying to build those consensus and time-consuming. You mm -hmm. know, um, what's the uh, and so that's the, a challenge. What's the thing that the the administration is doing that you really don't like? It's still for me. There's still transparency issues. There's still good government issues. We talked about this during my campaign. Mm -hmm. I'm making very, very small progress in that area, and I'm very frustrated with it because to me, it's just a no-brainer. Open things up. Open records up. People shouldn't have to log in to get data. What is up with this? Why, why are we just entrapped in this old system that it's just the way it's been done, and people won't listen or won't hear that it, just because it's been done that way doesn't make it right. And Even when you lose, I am not getting enough support um, on those issues, and I'm going to keep raising them and keep raising them and keep raising them. And I know that's where that's one of the places where Teresa and I go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. We can disagree all day long on things like the state theater or, or you know or this or that or bees or whatever. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> but I'm with on her bees. on that one. We're together on bees, but. When it comes to openness and transparency, you know I'm in lockstep with her, and I'm proud to be there. Well, that's a that's a good way to end. Uh, Janet Brecky, she's city councilor in uh, her first term. Uh, Janet, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yay! And we will be right back to finish up this episode of the Patrick Lally Show from the Full Circle Bookshop mm -hmm. and Cafe. Does it taste
and that's a wrap on the Patrick Lally Show podcast number three. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the interludes from Mr. Rich Show. We're very happy that he has uh, agreed to let us use his music. I got to do some investigation. I'd like to expand this into the full different folk records catalog with all the local music. Uh, my producer has this idea of uh, doing some contributed local music. We'll see about that. Seems like a lot of work. Um, but he's, he's clearly not willing to do the work, so I don't know how that's going to happen. Nah, it's a joke. That's my joke for the night. Uh, no, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Janet Brecky and Scott Arisman, for being here with us today. Next week, okay, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday because I've uh, got a bike race. Um, but the city council, when are they meeting on Monday? That's coming up. They have a Monday meeting. It's like August 5th. 5th. I think we'll, that will be okay because I'm not going to be here on the 6th. So maybe we'll do an August 5th podcast. But we'll have something. I'll get something up for you good people. You've been kind enough to listen. Um, so stay tuned. Follow Facebook. Uh, you can uh, follow North End Productions or um, the Full Circle Book Co-op to get your latest updates. Follow me on Facebook if you want to find out what's going on with the show. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, you can find the Sioux Falls. The, if you found the show, you already know how. So this is kind of silly, but you can get it on all your various podcasting, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the like. I um, want to thank my friends at the Full Circle Book Co-op. As always, uh, your conservative communist left-leaning libertarian bookshop and cafe at 123 West 10th Street in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls, the best little city in America. So thank you all for being here. My, all, of course, my sponsor, Northview Bait and Tackle, where you can at 1400 North Kiwanis, where you can get bait, tackle, propane, propane accessories, storage, U-Haul, and the finest high-end pet foods, including Nutrisource, Natural Balance, Origin, and Zignature. And my sound engineer, David Allen, my producer, Rex Kevin, JP and the kids, Thea, uh, Genomac, Genomac's daughter, the, all the usuals. We're going we're gonna to take up uh, uh, public opinion here in a minute uh, where we're going to make fun of the city council. It's because of what we do. Play a little city council bingo. It's a good time. Stop down for public input during any city council meeting at Full Circle Book Co-op. Until next time, everybody, thank you for being here.